Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast listeners out there. Thank you for carving out some time for the podcast. We totally appreciate it. We are going to continue our team preview series for you guys. We know that you've been enjoying them, tuning in and getting some individual feedback from uh, many, many people saying that they're enjoying this series. So we're going to dive into the Valley. We're going to go straight to Missouri State. We've brought in Jim Connell of 417sports.com. You can follow Jim at Jim underscore Connell underscore 417. And he was just at Valley uh, Media Day and gave us a little insight on the Kansas State scrimmage that Missouri Valley had. Uh, and he said they played very well, but were, were out without their best player, Aliza Johnson. He's a possible preseason player of the year in the Valley. And uh, the Bears are the Valley preseason pick to win the conference. So please enjoy the conversation we had with Jim Connell, and please don't forget to hit him up at 417sports.com to get your Bears information. Uh, cheers, salancha, gratulazzi, everybody. Please enjoy. Okay, welcome back in Screen the Screener College Basketball podcast listeners out there. The Screen the Screener podcast is going to continue our team series preview. And today we are bringing in the Valley preseason favorites, Missouri State Bears. And we're going to talk to Jim Connell of 417sports.com. Jim, good morning. How's everything going? Morning, Gus. Everything's going great. Thanks. Listen, it sounds like the reformulation of the Valley might play into Missouri State's favor. It seems like they might be the preseason team to watch. And do you think you can give us a little uh, rundown of the Kansas State charity game that they played in earlier uh, this week. Yeah, it, uh, I think Wichita State leaving the Valley is, is kind of opened the door for a lot of teams in the conference that say, okay, this is our chance now. Uh, first one to to get that chance is Missouri State. Uh, like you said, they played Kansas State in a, in a charity game for hurricane relief on Saturday in Manhattan. Uh, K-State won by 16 points, but that's you can take a little bit away from that, uh, but Alizé Johnson, the uh, the big stud uh, returning for the Bears, he did not play. He's been out this preseason with a uh, a minor knee tweak. He's a uh, sprained MCL in his right knee. It happened the the practice, the last non-official practice of the of the preseason. So he's been held out this entire time. He's not going to need surgery. They say it's not it's not a serious issue, but they just are being overly cautious to make sure it's not a lingering thing. He told me the other day at Media Day that if this was a real regular season, he'd be playing, he'd be fighting to get on the court, and it wouldn't be a problem. So I think by the time they get to the opening day, he'll be back. He'll be at full strength and uh, 
and ready to go. Uh, it, look, that's the type of information and insight that we're looking for the team preview series. You just got some uh, valuable uh, health information on possibly the preseason player of the year in the conference. Um, Alaze Johnson, what doesn't this guy do? Uh, he had 40 made threes. He averaged over 10 boards a game. Uh, he averaged almost 15 points a game. He's only one of a handful of players that are going to average a double-double. You can throw like Angel Delgado in there, uh, Chua from New Mexico State, uh, Welch. Like, just how good is he? And is he on NBA teams' radars with his array of skills yet? Yeah, he's definitely on the radar. He um, he actually uh, declared for the NBA draft, not you know with the full intention of coming back. He just wanted to be able to get out there and meet with some NBA teams and work out with them. He did that. He spent a lot of time with the Celtics working out. He mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, worked out with some high-level camps over the summer, and then uh, he made a huge impression. He, uh, he, If you look at a lot of mock drafts, he's, you know, late first round, early second round, and seems to be moving up with every mock draft that comes out. But, yeah, what you said is, you know, what can't he do? We haven't really found it yet. I mean, you know, you, <clears throat> there's all the, the focus on the numbers, and he had games of uh, 26 and 20, 23 and 21, 17 and 20 last year. So, I mean, he is a rebounding machine. Coach Paul Luff says that from the moment he stepped on campus last year, he's been their top rebounder every drill, every practice, every game. And I think the thing that's uh, really special about him is that, you know, he's told me that when he was growing up, he was always the smallest kid on the playground. And so he was always the point guard. He was five foot nine as a freshman. When he came back as a sophomore, he was six foot three. Uh, when he came back as a junior, he was six six. You know, and now he's, you know, checking in at, uh, what is his official? Six foot nine, 203. So he's got the size to be a stud rebounder and to really dominate on the glass, but he still kept those ball handling and, and point guard skills. So, I mean, you'll see him bring the ball up, you know, handle the ball, be at the point on, uh, on the press defense, and then he can still shoot the three also. That's what, uh, that's his versatility is in, you know, what is, we all know it's become kind of a positionless NBA. It's something that uh, that a lot of NBA teams have taken notice about. Yeah, that's got to be appealing for not only NBA scouts, but also just dangerous for the rest of the teams in the Valley. And the story that you tell of Johnson there reminds me totally of uh, Xavier Cooks from Winthrop. You know, smaller oh, yeah. basketball player growing up, retained those guard skills, and now has, you know, a, a, a small forward or power forward's body with those guard skills. That's, a, that's an unbelievable package to deal with. It's absolutely out of control. It seems like he's just a mismatch waiting to happen uh, on the floor at all times, whether it be on the defensive end or offensive end. Sure. But to go with uh, Johnson, you know, you need some backcourt help. Do you think you can t- talk a little bit about Jared Dixon and the few games uh, that he started at the end of the season last year? It seemed like he was, made an impact. He averaged over 11 points a game during the few games that he started last season. Is he going to move into the starting lineup this year? What kind of impact is he going to have? And uh, what did he learn from Miller last year, you know, watching that impactful guard uh, operate all season? Yeah, I think he learned a lot from Daquan Miller last year. You know, da- with uh, with the guard situation, they had Daquan Miller and Ronnie Rousseau uh, kind of tag team in the guard duties. You know, one of them was on the floor at all times during the preseason. And then at midseason, Rousseau left the team for personal reasons. He was gone for the entire, most of the conference season. He's back now. But being gone, you know, Miller really needed some help. He was really starting to wear down and, and, and feeling a lot of pressure. They, they finally moved Dixon's natural position as a shooting guard to some, maybe he was a three, but they just went to him and said, we need you, we need to help out. And he got a lot of experience in the conference season doing that. And I think he, besides Johnson, I 
would say that Dixon's probably their most valuable player last year. He, uh, you know, he does things. He rebounds. He distributes the ball. He can shoot a little bit, and he always seems to make the right decision. Um, you know, I made the, the point toward the end of last year that uh, that he needed to get as much playing time as possible because it seemed like every single time Jerry Dixon was on the floor, good things would happen. Um, he got some good experience, you know, playing against Wichita State, Northern Iowa, in in the Valley Tournament uh, against Wichita State. For about the first 10 minutes, they didn't have any answer for Jared Dixon. And it took him a while to figure that out, and then they you know, kind of won going away. But he showed what he's capable of uh, you know, against some of the tough competition in the Valley. Yeah, he put up over he put up 20 against Wichita State in that game. So obviously his impact was felt towards the end of the season. It'll be interesting to see what he does with the more responsibility and, and, and further playing time. And uh, how about Jarrett Rose? He's a senior who can shoot a little bit. Is he going to help in the starting lineup as well, or do you see him coming off the bench? No, he's definitely a starter. He is kind of the, the, the hidden gem of this team, I believe. He, against Illinois State Ooh. twice last year, he just about destroyed them both times. First time, uh, Bears went to, to normal, took them to overtime. And then uh, in the second game back here in Springfield, he kept him in the game the whole time, and, and Illinois State won a close game. But he's the kind of guy that people are going to focus on Alizé, they're going to focus on Jared Dixon, and then, but he's a guy who's got the size. He's six six. He's listed at probably six five, honestly, but but uh, <clears throat> he can hang around the perimeter and he can knock down the three consistently. He can help with rebounding, help with moving the ball. He's a good passer and just you know really one of those bonding guys that, that kind of brings the team together and everybody loves playing with him. As much as you need, like you know, your stud and your difference maker, like Alize Johnson, you got to have solid backcourt play, especially veteran backcourt play. And it sounds like Dixon and Rose provide just exactly that. You touched on uh, Coach Lusk a little bit. He's been on the job for five-plus years, and he broke through finally last year with like an impactful winning season for the Bears. Do you think that Coach Lusk can build on that? And what coaching traits really stand out that will help guide this Bears squad towards a possible Valley title during the 2017-2018 season? Yeah, I think it's uh, everybody's kind of waiting for that breakout season. No more, you know, no one more so than Coach Lusk. You know, a couple of years ago, they yeah. had uh, when Marcus Marshall was here, and then he left, and it was kind of an ugly divorce. and. And what uh, what everybody around the program refers to that as were they kind of quote rebooted the program? That's when they brought in Daquan mm-hmm. Miller and then Alize Johnson and getting some of these uh, you know nice JUCOs and some decent freshman players. And and this was kind of the year that everybody's looking to. Um, and this team really plays into what Paul Lusk wants to see in a team. He wants rebounding. He wants defense. But the biggest trait that he likes to see is toughness mentally and physically, and that's what they've got here. They've got a lot of physical strength and a lot of mental toughness. You can push these guys in practice, and, you know, they don't roll their eyes. They don't, uh, you know, hang their head or, you know, sit there with their hands on their knees. They're ready to be coached. They're ready to learn, and they they, they want to be coached hard, and uh, Coach Lusk and the staff do that. You know, that's sometimes the toughest thing as a coach you just want, you don't necessarily want your guys to, to buy into getting more skilled or, or shoot more jump shots. You want them just to be coachable and buy into what you're selling. And it sounds like that this team is totally buying into what Coach Lusk is selling. You talked about that toughness. Like, what 
what is going to be the team identity or vibe for the Bears this year? I mean, Valley teams have always had that reputation of playing tough and they've been undervalued during the regular season and they always play the game the right way. Along with the toughness, what are what's one of the other characteristics of this particular Bear team? And is that going to make them a legit threat to win the Valley title this season? Yeah, I think uh, once you get past the toughness, you go with the rebounding. And obviously with Alize Johnson, you know, you've got one on board right there. But they've got yeah, they got a couple of grad transfers, the Tangier Bular from uh who's at NC State, seven foot two, fifth year guy. They've got JT Miller, who is a six two guard, tough kid, who was uh at Hampton, I believe, last year. No, he was at Howard University, I'm sorry. Last year. Howard, um, yeah, Howard. That 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 adds to to the, the mental toughness. But I mean they're gonna be experienced, they're gonna play defense and they're really gonna um make their mark on the boards and on defense, and they kind of think that the, the offense will come. I mentioned Ronnie Russo earlier, a guard from Cincinnati, a uh, uh, small kid. He's uh, 5'10", 163, but he's a kid that if he didn't have class, he would be in the gym from about 6 a.m. till about 10 p.m. every day. He just loves to practice. He loves to get better, and he has really brought his teammates along on that and really pushing them as well. So. You know that's kind of the uh, the thing is they're going to be there all day and they and they're going to give you their best all day. That uh, oh man, it, it, I'm just getting excited for you talking about like what type of what how the, this team approaches getting better and approaches practice and approaches the game. Hey, you touched on Boulard for a second. Just just how big is that guy? Is he enormous? He's huge. He's I mean I think he can dunk flat footed. He's a, he's seven foot listed at seven two two seventy eight. And when you look at him in uniform, you think that might be kind of uh, a conservative uh, listings on both. He is just a mountain. You know, I'm not sure if he's going to be a starter, but he's going to provide you minutes. He and he's just a huge uh, space taker. He you know, he rebounds. He's a obviously he's a shot uh, adjuster from for the other team on the defensive end. And uh, you know, he's going to give him. He's probably going to give him 10 to 15 strong minutes every night. Yeah, I think I think his minutes are actually going to be valuable, especially on the defensive end, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah, and he's just a oh, mountain yeah. of a man. He's gigantic. Um, hey, can you take us inside JQH Arena? It seems legit. There's over 10K that can fit in there for a, a Bears home game. It's a beautiful new facility. Um, I guess our questions are, are, does it fill up, and what is the vibe like at like a, you know, a packed Bears home game? And like, what kind of uh, home court advantage does it hold for uh, Missouri State? I think the big thing there, the big word for that is potential, because after this program reboot, so to speak, a couple of years ago, there's been, you know, some fans who were you know, disillusioned and, you know, waiting to see a winner and uh, saying, you know, we'll, we'll come back when you give us a reason to come back. I mean, they averaged four or 5,000 a game the last couple of years, but there have been, when Kyle Weems was here a few years ago and they won the Valley regular season championship, they beat Wichita State in the last game of the season here. And, it was standing room only, and this place was, you know, the roof was about to come off this place. So, I mean, it can be done if this team wins, starts strong, wins, and shows that it's a, a legit uh, threat in the Valley to win and go back to the NCAA tournament. I think the fans will come back, and it's got, you know, like I say, a lot of potential. Uh, I, I hope that that happens this year for Missouri State and the Bears. It, and, you know, from the, the preseason prognostications, it seems like that's a possibility. So, hopefully, those fans start rolling back in. And uh, Jim, we'll get you out of here on this one. 
there's a couple of interesting games on the preseason uh, pre-conference schedule uh, for Missouri State. Uh, we talked about the K-State game already. Uh, they have Western Kentucky. They have uh, North Dakota State with uh, Mike Dom and a game with Colorado State. Uh, how important are these opportunities for Missouri to get off to a good start and maybe build that resume moving towards March, even though you know we're still here sitting in October, but pre-Halloween? Sure, I think it's going to be critical and for the fact that they don't have a Power 5 conference opponent on the schedule. They're the only Valley team that doesn't. So um, they could be favored in every single non-conference game. Like you say, Colorado State's going to be big. At Western, it's going to set the tone in a big way going uh, going on the road for that. And they've actually got North Dakota State home and away, so they got a home and home with them. But hmm. that's, you know, for the for the, the psyche of the team, uh, getting the fans back in, engaged and to really build for the Valley, yeah, they've got to start off huge in the, in the non-conference season and, and can't afford many slip-ups there. Yeah, that, I'm looking forward to that Dom-Johnson uh, matchup. Like two of the best players oh, yeah. in the country that might not get as much attention. That'd be really cool to watch. I'm hoping to get my eyes on yeah. a little bit of that. Um, uh, Jim, we just want to say thank you so much for a couple of minutes on the Screen and Screener podcast. You can follow Jim Connell at Jim underscore Connell underscore 417. And you can check out his stuff at 417sports.com. So if you need a further insight on Missouri State and the Bears, please dial Jim up there. That'd be excellent. Uh, and Jim, please enjoy uh, the, rest of the, the rest of the season, and thank you for giving us a few minutes today. Uh, thanks, bud. Do it, guys. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.